see the throne. That's the legend of the Armstrongs. Questions get answered. Oh, you didn't know? Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It's Road Dog and Cassio, and you're listening to. Oh, didn't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I was singing something else. It was oh, uh, Van Morrison, Domino. I, it could have been Van Morrison, Domino. or it could have been Van Halen. It could have been Mor- Morrissey. It could have been John Morrison. Hey, he's got 27 abs. Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't you tell us huh? how you really feel? Are we John Morrison high? is a thousand times greater than Morrissey. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come of, on. Because of his 11 abs. He just um, got the UFC fight. I know. I don't one, know if it was UFC or MMA I fight. I, I don't even say. know either, but he and clocked one. a dude. Yeah, he clocked him, knocked him, dropped him. Oh, hey, are we doing a podcast? We are doing a right podcast. Now? We're having a good time. We're going to get into... Ooh. Let's get some fun stuff out of the way because we're about to talk about the time that you ended WWF in 2000. Well, I didn't end WWF. They ended me. It ended was, with, uh, yeah. But, but let's be honest. Which time? I was about to say, that's why we had to say in 2000. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, cool. We'll talk about my downfall and my spiral into hell <laughs> and damnation and me getting fired. But sure, let's first talk about a thankful minute. We should <laughs> Uh, we should, uh, we should, uh, start on some high notes. All right. <gasps> Sorry. So a couple segments that we started doing the last few podcasts. We're not going to continue. First up, it's our meme of the week. A producer Dom throws anything up a meme, a rest, usually wrestling meme. I think these are all going to be wrestling memes wrestling and then related. me and you react on the fly. What is the, Oh, you didn't know meme of the week. Me with the weird lightsaber I found under my So if you're not watching, yeah, this is incredible. For one thing. Yeah. If you find something under your mom's bed and it's the size of a lightsaber, you, you got bigger fish to fry, my friend, and bring the malt vinegar. This is a story I'm waiting to hear. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hey, that was a funny Mimi. Are they Leo Rush was running. Fergal McDivitt was, uh, <laughs> yeah, chasing, was chasing him. him. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's not a lightsaber. No, um, no, no, no. It, uh, but it did, however, have a kickstart. And, uh, <laughs> plug in. If mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Boy, I'm with you, though. Lightsaber is serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I saw I saw Mark Hamill get his hand cut off with one. Right. I mean, what, what, you, what can that thing do to other stuff? What's it going to do in the bedroom know? behind closed doors? <laughs> oh, 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 God. <laughs> Mama just killed a man. That's They use the lightsaber to get it like a... We're, yeah, uh, no, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to stop. We weren't. You were. <laughs> okay. Remember... You're broadcasting. Remember okay. Thou, remember thou art mortal. Remember thou art mortal. <laughs> Forgot that old red light was on up there in the corner. And here we go. So we well, got the meme of the week. Next up, we always hear about your one and three quarter star matches, dog. Oh, man. I am good at those. So we're going to start off every episode with our five star segment. Oh, 
R. Wait, no. RBD? No. Sorry. Five star Sorry. segment. Five star frogs. Pl- oh, segment. Five star segment. Show kicks a double cur. We don't know what Whoa. it says. Oh, God, I want to. This is from Fart Knocker 5. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I want to know what goes what? into knocking a fart. Uh, that's where you have a metal chair and you pull down on it to get get a good bank shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did you say get a good bank shot? Yeah, yeah. The metal yeah, I'm, chair. I'm signing off, guys. Thanks. Grab the sides and pull down. Okay. So Joe you got kicks a double skin. crow. Uh, but he says, when I heard Conrad was going to put it together, a podcast with Dog, I knew it was going to be good after hearing the first episode. I wasn't disappointed. Great stuff. Can't wait to listen for more. Another home run for Conrad. Well, well, Knocker. We can talk about fart knockers, or we can talk about how that guy side sidesteppingly put over Conrad the whole time while right. talking about you and yeah. I. Um, yeah. Look, but kudos, we'll take it. kudos to Conrad for having the wherewithal to put the Casio kid, <laughs> a fat bald redneck, with the road dog, another fat bald redneck. Uh, real stretch, real stretch of what genius. A we would have got together. And had fun, like we're talking on the porch. Oh, you know well, what I mean? I'll tell you what, if the world had a front porch, we'd, we, all, we, we'd all be better off or something like that. Um, every light in the house oh, is on. Oh, that's a good one, too. Front porch looking like the crack of dawn. Man, you're going to make me cry. Driveway looking what like talking runway about? lights. Kind of like a moon in the dead of night. Huh? Yeah, bo- boxing, baby. You know <laughs> Sometimes I read stuff in the side chat just to pop everybody yeah. that's our, in the side chat. Our which producer is three Dom has a little screen for us, and he can give us serious info. And dog is like the, the road dog the is squirrel. like the dog from Up. Yeah, yeah. where you squirrel. Uh, whatever he says, you just go boxing, baby. Um, by the way, I just read I, it. But but here's the deal: I don't even know why he put that up. It was about how he not Morrison knocked out a dude in boxing. Oh, baby. it was boxing. Uh, apparently, he knocked out Adam Cole. We read it. <laughs> <laughs> baby. Yeah. All right, yeah. baby. We are getting into it today, dog. What are we talking about, about? How your time in the WWF ended in 2000. I can't hey, wait. Hey, if to you s- want to go ahead and do the promos, I can tell I got fired for d- drugs. <laughs> and then you do the promos and we're out of here. Let's take some fan questions. <laughs> I was going to say, we should have set up with Dom a, a <laughs> Spoiler alert. Counter. Where you go, I don't remember that. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Let's this, make a count of those. Okay. Uh, and, and if it's not, oh, well, it, I guess it would have to be Dom. Or, or no, but you, I'm going to count. One. I'm a manual, old school style. Old Here school. we go. Old Here we go. Road dog, uh, road dog and K Quick. You ever heard of that guy? You remember I him? I have. I love him with all my heart. We just talked about him. If you did not hear last yes, week's we episode, go check Look that out. right there. Three live crew. Look at them jerseys, Three too, dog. Crew. Oh, we were smoking hot, bro. Does he I work mean, out his pecs? Look at those pecs, was. man. See what I mean about putting oil on them and stuff? Jeez Louise. I can't quit him either. Looking good. I think what we talked about, just me being singularly focused uh, on a prior, prior engagement. So yeah. maybe that's the case here. But let's talk about boxing and John Morrison. Road Dog and K Quick join up on Sunday Night Heat. We're going back to November 12, 2000, when Dog is hosting 2000? the show from yeah from oh. WWF New York in oh, Times the, the, Square. The restaurant. How did this idea come ah. to be? 
Sunday night heat in Times Square, dog. Well, you know, the thing is, is they they didn't factor in that I was going to be hammered. You know what I mean? They it's <laughs> on paper, it's a good idea. And so you can't you can't really you can't really fault anybody sitting in the writers room or or bouncing this idea around because look, on paper it looks great. Can I? Dog dog can do this. He'll carry us through. No problem. Um I it just, was in New York City. You know what I mean? I just see a great writer, one of your many talented writers, going, Hey guys, what if he's hammered? Have we have we thought about that? Has anybody thought about Hey and somebody went, nah, he won't be hammered. St- does the leopard still have spots? Is that is that a thing? Hey, somebody went, No, nah, surely he won't be hammered at this. This is a great opportunity well, for him. Sunday night <laughs> heat in Times Square. He's not gonna be hammered for this. How dare you think uh, Okay. Wow. We look, we spent we spent a lot of time, by the way, I hope this podcast lasts another 25 years. Me and if too. we do so, we'll talk about wrong killings every single time. Oh, amen. But last week, if you're hearing this in order, last week we talked about Three Live Crew and how yeah. much you enjoyed working with Ron Killings there. But and just Conan. again, we're now talking about 2000. You got to be pumped to be working with your boy here. Yeah. And, 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 to be quite honest, it's uh, our relationship is such that I'm pumped just to talk about him. You debuted at that Sunday Night Heat. How much time did you get to spend with him before the debut takes place? So, so a, a little while. And so I had gone to, Billy had just gotten injured. Um, I was a drug-addled moron. Um, Billy was going to be out for nine months, like almost a year. And so I thought, like, well, what am I going to do? And I'm a drug-addled moron, and I'm in the midst of of, uh, you know, active addiction at the time, uh, alcoholism as well. So it's, it's party city, you know what I mean? Without all the fun. Mm. Uh, but, but so I, I looked to this, I went to uh, Memphis anyway, I went to Memphis for the King was running some shows down there and every now and then he got some underneath talent from WWE to make a, make an appearance. And, and I, I was, not on TV. I'd been the road dog, but I wasn't on TV. And so I went down there to do a show and I saw Ron Killings, uh, rap his way to the ring, get in the ring, dance and rap, and then have a match with somebody. Just so happened, uh, Lawler was there, Bruce Pritchard was there, a couple people were there, and I said, there's my tag partner, there's my new tag partner right there. And, and I said that honestly because I was lazy, and he was young and cool and hip, and I honestly thought, I'll hitch my wagon to him, and I'll get another year, and maybe Billy comes back, and what you know what I mean, whatever. So... <clears throat> when I saw him, I was immediately attracted to him from an entertainment standpoint, and it was like, get, get me, let me stand next to him. Um, and I, I don't know, the rest is history and a great time for me. Maybe not great television. Yeah, maybe not great television, maybe not great uh, WWF at the time wrestling, but that was due, that was my fault too. You know what I mean? It was uh, any shortcomings we had as a new team coming together. Uh, Chances are were my fault, you know what I mean? <laughs> because of something I did directly or something that was being done to us because of something I did. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, let's go to our friends over at the Torch backstage. K-Quick Can I say something before yeah. we get into the Torch? I read the notes earlier here, and, and yeah. I said this earlier to you on a different show, and I don't even remember when it was. It could have just been us talking. Um like I, everybody's a hypocrite, and uh, and I'm guilty as charged. But I read some of the notes for this show, uh, and I got mad. 
Like I, I oh. let it, I let it hurt my feelings. Like I, I took it personally. Okay. And, but I, I had the opportunity before hearing them uh, to process it and to realize the parts that stung were the parts that were the truth. Wow. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. parts that made me get irritated or offended or whatever were the parts that were a hundred percent fact. And still to this day, this longer, it still stings to realize, you know what I mean? And it's, but it's, that's the truth. That's my truth. And that's me, my reality. Now read the uh, soul crushing review. <laughs> well, look, here we go. From the torch backstage, K quick enters the locker room and meets with road dog quick. Wants to talk to Dog and wants the security guys to leave. Dog tells Quick to not eat his strawberries. So that's special. what Quick were, does when Dog leaves. Strawberries. Where are they? They were dipped in something. Really? Yeah. Chocolate? Yeah, as far as you know. Yeah. Road Dog comes out to the stage and is the special guest host of the program this week. Dog says he visits a lot of places and forgets some stuff. Dog <laughs> mentions that he recently got a town wrong. And Dog yeah. noticed that he was in Cleveland and thought he was in Detroit. That didn't end well for him. But Dog yeah. will not forget New York City. So this Dog was my first little uh, <clears throat> soiree into trying to uh, to do stand-up comedy. I had like two minutes to fill. Really? Just talking. And so it was like, I'll just tell a story about how stupid I am. Um, <laughs> Which, and by I don't the way. I don't remember if they popped or not. Or they may have doing a lot of comedy on stage. It works a lot <laughs> if you'll just tell how stupid you are. Yeah. Well, I had no choice. Dog um, is going to mark his spot in ooh. New York City. Dog proceeds to tell an awful joke about pooping on the ground and blaming <laughs> a dog and proceeding to hump the dog. Well, look. Dog is going to show that he can rock the house doggy style. Dog, when you hear about this recap, what do you remember? You mentioned uh, I had a fill time. I remember humping doing the stand dog. Up. <laughs> well, that's a highlight. I'll give you that. I'll no, give you that. I, honestly, I don't remember any of this. Okay. Uh, I think the next, either this time or the next time we were at the the uh, restaurant, I I went to jail that night. So were uh, you really? So, yeah, things were things were bad. Were you happy? With the WWF, I know I'm not sure. You said you battled in your demons personally, but as far as work-wise, were you yeah, happy yeah, with this? Yes, yes, I was. Look, I I kind of got exactly what I wanted. I, Billy got hurt. I was alone. I saw Ron Killings. I said, "Can I tag with him?" They put me with him. Like I was kind of getting whatever I wanted, and and this is the part that stings. Slapped him in the face with my behavior. You know what I mean? They were they were literally, and I think we're going to read some stuff later that that. You know that uh, that that's real, but that people said, "Hey, he's a great talent, but we got nothing for him right now because he needs to get his crap together." And that's that couldn't be closer to the truth. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I you know, I I thank God that I came out on the other side and and somewhat got my crap together. I mean, sure, I act a fool on here for an hour and a half, but it's so I can act regular for the rest of my life. <laughs> Uh, let's continue backstage road dog meets with K quick and reminds quick that he'll talk to him after the show dog says that people came to see him and not quick dog tells quick to leave the room quick wants to talk and dog decides to talk to him 
Do you remember who came up with this creative at all, dog? No, no. And truth okay. be told, like hearing it now, what an a hole Road Dog was being. Yeah, the you're truth. popping you know off I mean? too quick. What a yeah, weird. Yeah, like I, it just felt. It feels wrong reading it now. Like it should have should have totally been him rapping. Uh, outside or something and me here and even bring him in and go like holy crap yeah, man kind of like what it yeah. what it real happened yeah. yeah yeah and so i don't know just you know it's all i also have the luxury of hindsight uh you know yeah, what i mean have. when you, you can look back 20 years and go i'd have done it this way yeah <laughs> anyway genius <laughs> uh, backstage k quick is talking to road dog about being a wrestler and wanting to be one quick wants to know what dog is doing tonight and dog is apparently performing a song called get rowdy and Ooh, they bond over rap music. Over rap. Were you happy it? to be getting into another tag team? You've hinted at it, but this has to be fun. Yeah, so so it was. It was fun, and it was Ron Killings became a great friend of mine. And so not only was it advantageous for me professionally at the time, um, I didn't take it seriously. I didn't... I didn't uh, keep up my end of the deal. I, I, you know, uh, truth talks to me a lot now about, Oh, well, if it wasn't for you, but truth be told, I, I probably drug him down. You know what I mean? Just because of my behavior and, and my uh, attitude toward things at the time. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm thankful for, uh, for the things I have and, and thankful for the times that, that I had back then because they look, they keep me keep me sober today they keep me straight today they keep me from getting off at the wrong exit and uh, and going in through the wrong neighborhoods backstage road dog is talking with the k quick and tells quick that he'll whip his ass if yeah. he ruins this moment See, for that's him that's heel that's heel talk that's super heel uh yeah. quick tells dog to worry about himself you guys have yeah. got issues on the first night of being yeah, together we're fight yeah which is it turns like into this. just a loving embrace though <laughs> yeah Road Dogg and K-Quick sing their song, Get Rowdy for the New York City crowd at WWF New York. This is the transformation for Road Dogg becoming a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. Is this like your some... idea? You saw him rap and said, you know what? I got a little rapping in me, too. How do you remember this coming about? Uh, us just, pl you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, it, it became... It became like what me and him were doing. You know what I mean? He was rapping, and they were like, okay, he sang a country song. Maybe he can do this. And, and so, honestly, I don't know whose, whose idea it was, um, but it was really fun for me. In my, You know what I mean? It's like, and, and like I said uh, on the last podcast, if you watch chronologically, like me and Truth and Conan did some of those three live crew music uh, in the studio together and, and, and got to produce music together and and. and construct a song and execute it in the studio. Like it was so much fun and such a great life experience that I don't know, get, getting, being able to do that again here with Ron, uh, n not again, uh, for the first time actually, uh, with Ronnie was, I don't know. I don't know whose idea it was, but I afford anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Loved every minute of it. Hey guys, Tony Schiavone. Need to call a timeout real quick. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling what happened when listeners for a while now about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. 
An all-new Mailbag series debuts later this month on ad-free shows as we pick the brain of a man who has spent 40-plus years in the wrestling business. Longtime WCW and WWE referee Nick Patrick answers your questions. And Kurt Angle. We get a beer on it. Our mail. No, no, no. It ended up being my own blood. Austin had, had, had the title. It had the jagged edges on it, right? And it had a deal where, where uh, uh, Angle pulled me in and I took a belt shot. A little bonus content comes your way, courtesy of the Kurt Angle Show. A dream match became a reality back in 2016 as Kurt Angle squared off against Cody Rhodes on the Independence. For the first time, Kurt watches back his match against the American Nightmare. This kid's really talented. He's selling the ankle here on the leapfrog, went down on it awkwardly. He's outside the ring talking to the referee. This is, like you said, all part of the match plan. Hey, start to show that weakness in the ankle. Yeah, yeah, this was uh, his idea to uh, make it look like he hurt his ankle so that when he did lose, <laughs> I love he had it. something to gripe about. Ad-free show members have chatted one-on-one with AEW stars like Eddie Kingston, Dax Harwood, Ricky Starks, and many more, including a recent live interactive session with Renee Paquette. He still continues to do that. He's on commentary in AEW. Um, so it, I think it was cool for him to kind of put on that analyst hat and get to kind of test out those waters a little bit. But end of the day, it was a thing that I think made him feel like, you know what, wrestling can be okay again. I can have fun in the wrestling space again. And and now we have CM Punk Wrestling. So you're welcome. That's just a small taste of what we've got waiting for you with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why ad-free shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adfreeshows.com. Uh, Raw, 11-13-2000 from Columbus, Ohio. The Observer says Regal beat Road Dog via DQ in a European title match. Road Dog uh, had no voice, which was too bad since the segment called for him to rap and not wrestle. Oh. They wrestled for a few minutes with Road Dog on the verge of winning. Then K-Quick came out and attacked Regal, causing a DQ and costing Dog the European title. K-Quick explained he did <laughs> K-Quick explained he did so because it was time to rap and not wrestle. So Dog wasn't mad. He was happy. No, it's the European title, Observer. (laughs) Come on. They started rapping in the ring. People seemed into it at the beginning, but it went too long. (laughs) They sang Getting Rowdy. Meanwhile, they showed Foley and Deborah dancing to the rap backstage. By the way, don't put down the European title. D-Lo Brown and the Buttercream Dream held that. I was just, I was totally kidding. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I, let's talk, let's talk about getting rowdy. How'd the song come to be? Was it a collaborative <laughs> effort? Did he I already have so. it? I think truth wrote it. Um, I, I don't think I'm sure of it. He wrote it. And, uh, and then I would like go, oh, well, what, what, what can I say here? Or what can I, <laughs> how can I chime in here? And uh, <clears throat> look, I've said it before. A lot of my stuff was soundbite. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of echo and the bunny men. Yeah. Uh, but, but they do some mix up stuff that was crazy and 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 some of their stuff that i remember was just like come on everybody c- c- come on everybody right. you know what i mean and it was just it was just a sound bite of a song and it would come on baby they made a whole thing you know what i mean yeah. and they'd make a whole thing and it would come back to it and uh, so i i just would say like let me just chime in right there and say something and it was a uh, like i would just in a in a british voice just go and he is the suntan superman you know what i mean like, <laughs> like and it was just it fit musically and i don't know it was fun if if we suck uh and it was horrible 
then so be it. You know what I mean? We had yeah. a blast, and I think it's good, so suck it. Well, we joked about him costing <laughs> the European title, uh, that, and it's more important to rap instead of wrestle. Yeah. Uh, this is fun, right? Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. fun. And? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, it didn't have to make sense, my friend. Yeah. It's just having fun. It's wrestling. <laughs> SmackDown 11-16-2000 from Indianapolis. K-Quick and Road Dog beat Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn with Look at Terry. That. Look at when there. Quick pinned Malenko. Uh, putting Ron at this point in his career in the ring with you guys, like Dean and Perry, great learning tools, isn't it? Hey, for sure. I, I mean, and Ron, Ron had to be, like, scared to death in there at this point in his career wow. with those guys across the ring from him. But... And I, I hate to talk more about me, but this is my only point of reference. <laughs> I don't know if you ever remember when those four guys first showed up and, like, I was having a match. And, like, they were, they'd been just sitting in the crowd for yeah. a couple of weeks. And it, it may have been this night, but, like, I got bumped over there by them, and they all stood up. And as I stood up, I just punched Chris Benoit right now <laughs> as hard as I could. And I just thought, come on, boys. You know what I mean? Let's, Let's do go. it. And, uh, and sure enough, they went, and the story, and the story went on from there. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to stand up here. And they said, like, well, how does, how does it blast off? And I said, well, please let me punch one of you first. You know what I mean? Like, then beat the snot out of me, but please let me have that moment of, Oh God! Bam. That was you know a spark. That was <laughs> yeah. a spark. And, 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 and you hit the biggest guy, right, or the toughest guy you yeah. think, and you go, ah, oh, and then everybody kills you. Um, and I just remember that in my head, and it was cool. Um, remember did... when when you were a, a beetle? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't about Chris Farley Saturday Night Live. Nicely done. Um, did you guys ride together, you and Ron? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't smoke weed together if you're not in the same car. Well, uh, that leads me to my next question. What were okay. your demons at this point? Everything and anything and all Whatever of you above. could get. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Ronnie, bless his heart, didn't know about about half of it and, and was doing the other half with me. So, um, <laughs> But 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 he, he never had the the monsters that I had. You know what I mean? He kind of kept it he kind of kept it at bay and always has. So kudos for him. I was a different animal. Survivor Series 11-19-2000 from Tampa. The Observer says... Second match on the card, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero beat Billy Gunn and Road Dogg and K-Quick and China in that. a traditional Survivor Series elimination match in 12 minutes, 43 seconds. They got China out quick with Guerrero hitting her with the IC belt and Saturn mm. pinning her in 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Gunn pinned Guerrero at 6 minutes with a bad-looking netbreaker. K-Quick tagged in for the first time. He worked some great athletic spots with Malenko. Moving great, but looking very green, including blowing one spot. Well, you you mentioned it. it it's fair yeah. to say he's green at this point because he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But go ahead and bury him, uh, Observer. Right. Go ahead. Thank you. Right. Thank you think we're burying him. Chimney Christmas. Uh, he says they barely let him in the match, making him look bad in his big show in-ring <laughs> debut. When Benoit pinned him in 7 minutes and 12 seconds with a German suplex, Saturn pinned Dog in 849 with a Northern Lights suplex. This left Gunn versus Saturn and Benoit. Were you surprised, Dog, that the DX connection wasn't played up more, or do you think it hurt that it was seemingly ignored? Uh, I mean, it might, might could have been ignored in that in that match, in that specific match. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know that it would have been a big storyline unless we were going to go to them in a tag match or something with them. So I don't, I don't really, I didn't think about that, to tell you the truth. Okay. 
Everyone's got to lose at some point. You're very early on in this tag team. You're in there for a total of nine minutes. Yep. Not the best first pay-per-view showing, was it? I, I, look, I don't look at it that way, and 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 I understand that that uh that perspective, but I don't I don't choose to, to take that one. Like we were a brand new team. Um, well, we've been together I guess six or eight months at this or six months at this point, but uh, we were on a pay-per-view in a in a Survivor Series. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. don't. Yeah, I got beat too. Like I don't know. These guys were great, and we're gonna go up the card, and and me and Truth might just be a novelty act. You know what I mean? They don't know what we're gonna do yet, and they don't know what we can do yet, or what they're gonna do with us. And so, I don't know. It's 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 not fair to say, boy, you guys crap the bed here, and they they really. <laughs> I mean, look at how we're doing thirty years later, or however many years later, and Truth could still come out right now at WrestleMania and get a huge pop. So yeah. I don't think we did any, did any many, uh, you know, long-term damage. Raw 1120 from 2000 in Orlando. The Observer says Gun and Dog and Quick beat Malenko and Saturn and Guerrero when Quick in Saturn after a 450 splash. Somehow called a 720 by Ross, but it was a 450 well, splash. He so fast that you'd actually lose count in the process of flippage. Our buddy JR is calling it live. It's hard he to count it live. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Is he on the 49 or the 50? You know what I'm and, saying? Yeah. And Cutting then some slack. Gun hit the famous serve, of course. People are so quiet when Dog and Quiet, uh, Dog and Quick do their rapping. I think you had um, it right the first time. Quiet. They call him K Quiet. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, do you think the rapping was the right product for the WWF fans at this point? I, I do. Uh, and I think it always is and always will be because I think the. the while it might not play as well to a live audience in, at a wrestling show, yeah. I think they would download, and I'm just spit all over myself, actually. Uh, I think they would download music performed by wrestlers that is actually good. And I, and I think I believe that with all my heart, and you could never make me think different. So I think it's music is, is uh, universal, bro. Let me ask you this. Uh, this is me, for me personally, just wondering... Because in stand-up comedy, there's a, hey, you want them laughing? But to me, the second best is quiet because it means they're at least paying attention. The worst is talking and milling about and not doing anything. Is that the same in wrestling? Do you want them, do you at least go, well, they're paying attention. They're not yeah, booing yeah, or it's chanting. The or... Look, it's the first thing I thought, but I thought whoever is against me would consider that a, 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 an excuse right away. But the first thing I thought is, Look, when I'm saying my catchphrase, they know every word. They're saying it with me. When right. I'm rapping a song, they don't know. They never heard it before. We're just we've heard it twice. I don't know the words, so they're I don't know what they're doing. They're Let's just digest there. it. Yeah, and, and they're uh, you know also a captive audience. Like we're doing we're doing this rap at a wrestling show, and they got no choice but to sit through it. So I don't know what their quiet reaction for. But thanks for bringing it up, <laughs> Percival Positivity. Uh, the next week on SmackDown, Fort Lauderdale uh, Observer says RTC did an interview and said that RTC, everyone... RTC is right to censor. Correct. Right to censor did an interview and said that everyone in America were scumbags mm -hmm. that watched wrestling and didn't spend the night with their families and they wanted to ban Road Dog and K-Quick's rapping yeah, Venus. I, I get that. Venus beat quick when the RTC distracted dog mm. and ref and Richards used the 
Stephen Kick. Oh, the Stephen Kick. It's a super kick, but with the first name Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> right to censor. You mentioned them, dog. What'd yep. you think of this gimmick? I, I loved it. Yeah. I, I actually, I really did because I think it's so easy. Like, you don't tell me what to listen to. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's such a basic. A uh, guttural reaction to somebody telling you what to do. You know what I mean? It's it's the whole gimmick is you don't tell me what to yeah, do. Yeah, you, you can't. Of you me. can't now f- philosophize me. <laughs> you can't. You know what I mean? You ain't the boss of me. Yeah. If you are, I'll shoot you a bird and give you a stunner. <laughs> Raw eleven twenty seven two thousand Ames Iowa Road Dog and Cakewick earned a title shot oh. for SmackDown beating oh, Venus look at that and Richards. Sloppy finish and do. I got beat too early though. He's green. Blah blah blah. Hey, what's that? Oh. What's that jersey you got? Oh, you didn't know. You better ask somebody. The do double G and K. Quick, we're getting rowdy, rowdy. Oh, look, it's an orange jersey. What does it say? Bath. It, it says buff, buff or bath. Or, I'm not sure, but I but? I remember I bought two of. It could say butt. I'm not sure, um, but I remember I bought two of them and gave Truth one, but he looked better without his on. So. <laughs> Um, I myself needed it, uh, and the overalls. Um, when, when did you guys know uh, you're now getting the title shot here? When did they start talking about you guys getting a big push and start getting a little uh, some more TV time? Well, look, so so we we didn't talk about that. We didn't find out. We just kind of felt like okay, cool, they're doing something with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so they were trying. And, and truth be told, I said this earlier, and I said it in a joking way, but I, it's the only way I can deal with my past without running my head into a brick wall, is is uh, with comedy. So, I, you know, I take full responsibility for this, uh, this rocket that they were kind of putting on us to jump Snake River Canyon, uh, much like uh, Evil Knievel, I petered out about halfway over the canyon, and uh, and they fired me. Uh, we'll get to that momentarily. Right now, let's hear from a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Athletic Greens is a proud sponsor of this show. We thank them for coming through thank for you. us. Because, look, hearing about your bast, that might tear up your gut. But if you need to yeah. get it back in check, See our friends at Athletic Greens. Amen. The cool kids call it AG1, by the way. AG1, dog. AG1, a special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of that in one delicious scoop. Look, and everybody's dog. scared uh, of illnesses and sicknesses, and this the the the, uh, the probiotics is for the gut health the the uh, immune system stuff is there so this is all all that you need uh, instead of a gut wrenching handful of pills you drink one scoop once a day AG one AG greens as as Casio kids wives mm. like to call them mm. Um, mm. but but yeah it's one one slug a day and you're good to go and so tell them more about your high quality poops Casio well, <laughs> <laughs> well what I was gonna say you brought it up uh, you know I normally do radio uh, during the week and I do a morning show so I'm getting up and jetting out of the house yep. as fast as possible I don't have time to cook a big meal for breakfast and so that's my favorite part is that how easy it is yeah. it's one scoop they even give you the bottle to put the, it in the bottle you know, that thing up, screw it yeah. on shaker and i'm out the door so they do everything but drink it for you yeah and by the time i get to work i've already had all 
75 high quality vitamins and minerals and whole food sourced ingredients probiotics like you mentioned adaptogens that sounds like something from the marvel cinematic universe but that's what i like is them adaptogens yeah because i don't know what they do but they adapt it as we speak sounds awesome (laughs) i love it boxing Uh, baby how about this if you talk (laughs) (laughs) sorry sorry we were on a roll too that's on me dog if you talk to anybody right now, most people you talk to are taking some kind of multivitamin. And, yeah. it, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. A lot of those are overloaded. And you, your body can't even take all that in. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in uh, whenever. But sunlight is how you get it. But look yeah. up the benefits of vitamin D. It is hey, yeah. absolutely life changing. People are people been locked up for for two years now and even yeah. even when you're not you go to work you're indoors getting outside ain't easy no more you know yeah. what i mean it's crazy and so when you can't get that natural sunlight that the earth you know that vitamin d that the earth gives you naturally this is a great resource to, to tap so yeah i love it and and i know cassio kid and his wife love it as well sounds by the way it sounds like it's going to be expensive it's not it costs yeah. you less than three dollars a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your old coffee habit or whatever else oh yeah you're trying to and do that bag in of bag of vitamins that you have to oh, open up yeah if and you're trying like to... 11 clear things that smell like fish <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like what am i doing here I mean, yeah they're gonna take care I of feel it like for i you. bathed in mackerel sauce this Ugh. is Based in mackerel sauce. Yeah, my bad. That is why Athletic Greens is taking the nation by storm. We encourage you to get Athletic Greens. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Like we mentioned, just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out your health. No bathing in mackerel sauce. It's all there. (laughs) Athletic Greens is making it easy. And like we mentioned, don't overlook a free... One-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Dog, you're on the go all the time. You saw immediately how convenient these travel packs are. Look, that's the whole, that's the convenience, is it, in a word. I can do one scoop one time a day, and I know I've taken in all the, 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 supplements the supplemented vitamins that i need for the day and uh then i can just eat cheeseburgers no uh, but, but 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 after taking that for real i think about i probably shouldn't get the cheeseburger you know what yeah. i mean so it's it's starting my day off right uh from the inside out so while you listen to this podcast open up your browser and visit athleticgreens.com slash d-o-g-g yep. again that is athleticgreens.com slash d-o-g-g Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we want to take a second to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring the Oh You Didn't Know podcast. Go check them out, y'all. Athleticgreens.com slash dog. All right. Dog. All right, dog. Smackdown. 11.30 from Minneapolis from the Observer, Godfather, and Buchanan over Dog and Quick ah. in a tag title match when Ivory interfered, hitting Quick with the title belt. Ivory. He's been hit by the belts a few times. Because I'm, look, I, it's an easy target. You and Buchanan I mean? pinned him. The Observer <laughs> says, quote, I don't understand this constant beat the new guy. 
You'd think the new guy needs credibility and doesn't have any at this point to give. Dog, is that a fair assessment from Dave Meltzer? It's a, it's a fair opinion. You know what I mean? Like it's opinions are fair. They're just your thoughts. You know what I mean? <laughs> that don't that don't mean they're wrong. That don't mean they're right. It just means that's your thoughts. Um, I, I, look, I I fast forward to today, and I said it earlier. I believe on this podcast, he could come out at WrestleMania this past year and get a pop rivaling everybody on the show. So I, I don't know. I don't know if we beat him too early or if we beat him too often when he first came in. I think that's a antiquated way to look at sports entertainment. Yeah. We've talked about it in previous podcasts with people thinking that you guys beat Sami Zayn too early. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah that turned yeah. out and pretty just, good. You, you look, and I, like, <laughs> I, like I said, yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a, you know, you can have that opinion and you can throw that opinion out there to other people who want to know what your opinion is. But I know good from bad, right from wrong. I know all that. I don't need you to tell me. I, I think we were having fun here. I think I was on a downward spiral personally. And I, do I think that slowed our truths progress down? Maybe I'll take that heat if it's mine to take. But I won't have you say you beat him too early or you did this because look, time tells the story. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. He's still here, and he's still making money in the industry he loves. So, yeah, maybe he was green. Maybe we beat him too early. Maybe you have too much time on your hands to watch wrestling and think about it all the time. <laughs> maybe you should get a personal life. Maybe you should find a person of the opposite sex or the same sex. I don't even care to spend your time with. Um, but I don't know. Just watch wrestling and hate me. I guess that'll make up. Anyway. Sorry. Sorry, I apologize. I went on a rant there. We tried to start you off with a five-star. I know, I, and you did. We're keeping in a good mood, it. and we're now we're back down in it I, a little bit. No, I'm, in a, I'm still in a good mood. All and right. I, and, I'm, and like I said, this stung a little bit because there were some truths, but that's not a truth. That's an opinion. You All know right. what I mean? Like he thinks we beat him too early. Like, okay, whatever. Truth is, the two gentlemen we're about to talk about now are still in the business making money. Raw 12 for 2000 East Rutherford, New Jersey. Dog and Quick take on Edge and Christian. Oh, wow. They both wanted a title shot, so Deborah set up a match to determine the top contenders. E and C beat Quick and Dog. Oh. Edge and Christian wrapped before the match and got over a lot more doing it than Quick and Dog. <laughs> that also meant Quick and Dog didn't get to wrap. Christian and Dog. How fun is this little match right here? It's fun, but it, it's one of those ones where this is definitely, I did something wrong. You know what I mean? Like this is this is definitely, when I read this, I just thought, okay, yeah. I, why, I, why? What made you think that? I, this this really took the <laughs> took the pee and vinegar out of everything we were doing. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and then they beat me, and it just feels like reading. And look, I don't know. I was off my rocker, so I don't but know. But you reading actual, that. Me reading that it just feels like, hmm. That, that feels wow. like uh, you need to learn a lesson, boy. Okay. Uh, joke's on them. I was too high to learn anything. <laughs> Smackdown 12-7 <laughs> from MSG. Quick and Dog beat ENC to get a title shot on pay-per-view. When Wait Edge a minute. Acts Wait. We beat, we beat them to get the title yeah. shot? Yeah. Huh? See, How but they that? beat us first to get the yeah. title shot. So but now you understand. beat them. This is crazy talk. You beat them when Edge accidentally speared Christian. <laughs> You're so stupid, Edge. <laughs> Edge and Christian <laughs> got a total face reaction, and the crowd didn't like Quick and Dog. The Observer says, no. quote, 
I'm not surprised by that in the least. Mm. Do you think you guys needed to turn heel to be successful? No. That line uh, right there. <laughs> I knew there, you were going to go back. Yeah. I tried to get you to no, go. No, no. I, I, I wouldn't pass by. <laughs> Read the line one more time. I'm not surprised by that in the least. That tell the me, crowd tell, didn't like Quick and Dog. Tell me, and be honest with me, does that sound personal? Yes. It does to me. And I didn't want to take it. That's one of the lines that I took personally earlier, and then I talked myself down off the ledge. It's not like, an observation from the a, observer. It's it, a... No. It's yeah. it's an opinion that he that his personal opinion like oh I'm not surprised in that like you already predetermined that that we were going to be the craps you know what I mean like you you there's a something against me I've said something or I've done something to you personally and or or you just think I suck in other words that and that's <laughs> cool too you know what I mean if that's your opinion that's cool too some other people don't think I sucked they thought I was all right you know what I mean I, I kind of thought I was all right I don't think I was great but I think I was all right I think you talked about me a lot so uh anyway. I'm not surprised I'm by that I'm sorry least, I'm not surprised by that at least that felt personal and it made me do some soul searching actually so thank you for that uh observer see he made you a better person it, it kept today me on my toes today yeah. he was my catfish let me talk to you about a catfish. The, the codfish, they have to ship alive because the codfish is a white fish, that good white fish that you get everywhere that's sure. where there's white fish. Fish um, sticks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. Gordon's beer battered fillets. Yeah. The whole nine. That's but, but they have to fly. They have to fly them live. So in when they fly them, they put a catfish in there with them because it's their enemy. So they have to stay alert and stay away from that catfish. What? And it keeps them alive and vigorous and and strong like a bull. Uh, and so Dave Meltzer's my catfish. He's keeping me on my toes today. Thank you, Dave. Wow. What an anecdote that was. Yeah. yeah. Well, huh? I, because when somebody's pushing up against me or troubling me, I, for one thing, I know it's nine times out of ten something wrong with me. Uh, <laughs> that That's just a fact. And then the other part, I can go like, meh, they're, they're half right there. So, uh, well, I'm not surprised by that in the least. <laughs> All right. Armageddon 1210 from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, uh, the Observer says Edge and Christian regained the WWF tag titles uh, in a four-way over the Dudleys, Dog and Quick, and the champs, Bull Buchanan, and my favorite is there's a typo, yeah. the good father. Um, oh, he was, by the way, that, a different that character. might not be a typo. It might, might way, have been called the good father then. Why didn't we ever bring him back as the good father? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Uh, K-Quick did, <laughs> did a dive off. Oh, he was the good he father. Was the, yeah, when, they, when he was in right to censor, he was the good father. Oh, yeah, I forgot this is right to censor time. RTC, uh, dog. K-Quick did a dive off the back of dog over the top on Buchanan and good father who caught him and good father delivered a shoulder breaker on him. Finished, oh. saw Steven Richards deliver a weak-looking DDT on Devon on the floor <laughs> while Christian did the Tomokazi move. Oh, on... I have no idea what that means. Oh, he spelled out B-U-H, B-U-H, Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, yeah, that makes Bubba. sense. Bubba. It was a weak-looking that I wasn't surprised by that at all. Right. looking DDT on the floor to Devon. Edge scored the pin two and a half stars here. Um, Raw 2012 uh, 11 from Memphis. Lawler got in the ring to push oh. 
the cheerleaders for the Memphis Maniacs XFL team. This is good stuff right here, Bulldog. Right to Censor came out. We'll see how this develops. Right to Censor, hating rap may help get Dog and Quick to get a chance. But if they try to position RTC as being anti-XFL as a way to get the XFL over, you know they're scared. Look, that this is see this is huh? this is the talk. This is the, <laughs> this, this is, is the talk. this is the talk that they talk. You know what I mean? And it's it's almost. You know they're scared, dog. Oh no, he's talking about other people. Like he he has no idea what people are scared or are not right. scared. But he's it's just personal opinions and 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 the 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 good thing for him personally, he being a, a Meltzer, is that people give weight to his opinions, and so they they hear a lot of the stuff he he knows and he gets right, but a lot of the stuff he doesn't know. And he and he doesn't get right, um, but because his opinion carries weight, pe- people listen to it and they're like, "Oh, well, he said this. Yeah. Well, he's right fifty percent of the time." You know what I mean? Just yeah. like a just like a broken clock or a, or a MSNBC or Fox News. You know what I mean? You you get half the truth half the yeah. time. Uh, Lawler and Dog and Quick beat Richards and Buchanan and Goodfather 54 seconds when Lawler pulled down the strap, threw the punches to Richards, and pinned him after a fist drop. Since they were in Memphis, it was a huge crowd reaction. Many of the newer employees couldn't figure out why the crowd popped so big. This is what I love. When Lawler pulled down the strap. Oh, I don't know why I'm on about this. I told you I was going to be. I thought I talked myself down, but I'm back. The newer employees, dog. The newer employees did not know who Jerry the King Lawler was when we were in Memphis. I want to find that newer employee, and I want to smack them in the mouth because (laughs) they don't know anything about wrestling. Like, oh, they don't know about Lawler pulling the strap down. Really? They know about Fukamishin Notu doing a Tokamino drop (laughs) on the goddamn barricade, but they don't know who uh, Jerry Lawler is. It's just, come on, man. And I, I know I made up some some fake Japanese words there because I don't know what they're called. I don't know what the moves are called, but because you do, y'all say it all, but you but you doubt that people in Memphis know who Jerry Lawler is? You doubt that the new talent know who Jerry the King Lawler is? He's... Uh. Come on, man. Do I... Do I Really? Are we talking... Can we talk, use the torch only from now on? I'm just I kidding. will put that in I'm our rider. We'll get some M&Ms and use I'd rather, use, I'd rather use the good father, to be quite honest with you. Hey, everybody. This is Ian Riccoboni, the voice of Ring of Honor Wrestling. Say with Conrad, they were very appreciative of my time, and they really worked with my schedule. Conrad's team uh, met me at the hours that I needed to meet them to walk through the specifics. Uh, the paperwork was clear. The communication was clear to make the decision super easy to work with. So we actually went from a 30-year mortgage, we refinanced down to a 15-year mortgage, and now our house is gonna be paid by the time the kids go to college. If you wanna save like I did, and like Nick Aldis did, and so many others uh, in the professional wrestling world, please go to savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, keep on helping you land it. It's Uh Speaking of Lawler and Memphis, this has got this is a great rub here in Memphis for you and Ron. Of course. Of course yeah. it is. And and Lawler knew it was the right match to do it with us. You know what I mean? Like it was it was uh it was a match made in heaven. And it, it and rightfully so. 
Sunday Night Heat in 12-17 in Little Rock. Road Dog and K-Quick defeated Bull Buchanan and the Good Father with Steven Richards. When Road Dog pinned Buchanan after a spin kick from Quick after the match, oh, all three I members. Say, I was about to say, after a spin kick. No, well, not from you. That didn't come no, from you me. You just pinned him. You, did the, you cleaned him right, up. Right, right. Uh, all three members of the RTC attacked their opponents. The RTC at this point, Dog, seemed to be death for baby faces. Were you worried about them being in this spot? No, are you focused I wasn't. On you? Look, I'm focused on drugs yeah. at the time and, and drinking and uh, and partying and, and I was going through a divorce and uh, it was just a bad time for me. You know what I mean? And I've had several of these, by the way, uh, as, as you can listen, if you find, go through our our, uh, our our closet there of, of old, I don't know what that's <laughs> called. for Archives. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, you'll find out. I've, there were several down periods. Um you know, I thank God that I'm uh, I'm uh, on the upside now, and that I that I kicked out, and that uh, that I'm doing fine. Look, I, I the Good Father is all I got to say. The Good Father. <laughs> here we go. The next TV <laughs> taping is when everything seems to blow up. Oh God! So here we go. Observer one one oh one. This stuff hurt my heart to read. Which, by oh, the way, I. We all thought we were going to die from Y2K, but so we yeah. survived. Yeah. And now right y'all got to go home. Here we go. Brian James was sent home on 1219 before the tapings in Charlotte has been suspended indefinitely without any further pay other than the pay he's already earned, such as pay-per-view money coming in for the next few months or merchandise money since pay-per-view payoffs come a few months after the event and pay for the group of house shows he's already worked. There's no plans at this point. Of bringing him back, dog is all that true? Yeah, yeah, okay. every every bit of it. Um, who did you talk with, and who made that decision? I, so I talked with Jim Ross, and I talked with Bruce Pritchard, and uh, but I was even hammered when I did that. Um, oh. It was it, it was uh, definitely the downward spiral. Did uh, you like show said, up to a show? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look, I showed up to every show. Like, right. like that. I mean, this, this went down at a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This no, this went down at television. Um, oh. I actually had a match, and uh, and so I'll skip ahead a little bit. Had a match with Ron uh, Killings against uh, D'Lo and and uh, Headbanger Chaz. Um, I think that was Headbanger Chaz, uh, and uh, and I was messed up, and and I made it out to the ring and made it in the match, and and metal uh, and jacked. Oh yeah, low down was there. Yeah, yeah, D'Lo. Yeah, they were low down, and so 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 yeah, I had a match with them, me and Ronnie, and I was messed up clearly. Um, I went out there, I had the match. I I, I don't want to watch the match ever again. I'm ashamed of myself, and I'm ashamed of to uh, the integrity of my profession was um, destroyed by, by me. You know what I mean? And and so that part hurts me the worst that I would go out there and 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 risk other people, and 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 those. All those people are my friends, so uh, they they didn't do anything negative to me. But but at the time, I probably was hot at them because they stooged me off or something. Like like nobody could tell I was screwed up. I'm bouncing off the walls trying to get to gorilla position. But but look, that's on me. Uh, uh, and and there's no 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 way no other two ways to put it. And so that's on me. And it was uh, it was a bad part in my in my life. Let's see what the observer says. He showed up in bad shape the day before in Greenville. And the match with K-Quick against Lowdown for Metal Jack was said to have been an embarrassment. The feeling was in the condition he was in. They were putting talent at risk working with him. The issues are said to be far more complex. And the feeling is he has to straighten his life out before addressing the question 
of possibly returning. James has already been through rehab a couple of times. Yeah. Um, did uh, you? That's all true. <laughs> you know what did I mean? you talk to Hunter, Sean, Billy, those guys? No. Or is it a no, like you said, you a, were embarrassed and went home? I, I, look, they they said it. They said it. It was the match was an embarrassment. They also got it kind of wrong. They were like, oh, they put. I had the match. We wrestled in the match, uh, and it was an embarrassment. And that's the part that hurts my heart the most is uh, because it's the. I, look, and, and I talk about it being funny, baloney, wrestling, and all that, but but it's also very important to me. So the fact that I went out there and, and did a disservice to the industry and the talent in the ring with me hurts my heart to this day, and that's just a fact. But but that's one of the things where it motivates me. Well, don't drink again, you moron. Don't do drugs again, you moron. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's a driving feeling that I use it as tackling fuel instead of embarrassment. Um but it is definitely both. I know you're fighting your demons here and you're, you're in the middle of it. Uh, they suspend you indefinitely. Yep. Were you ever worried about losing your job or did you, in your mindset, were you thinking, Oh no, this all worked yeah, out. I honestly thought, yeah, yeah, I got, I, they're not, they're I'm going to go home and figure this out and I'll be back. And, and, and next thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire and I got a release. You know what I mean? It was like, okay, this guy's, this guy's got problems. Uh, and so, and I did, I had a lot of problems and, and drugs were one of them. You know what I mean? And I, I had 99 problems and my wife was one at the time. Uh, <laughs> what, what was a problem and it, but it was all my fault. Every, right. every bit of it, the, the professional and the personals, I own it, man. Cause it was me. It was me being weak and falling into temptation and the drinking and the drugging and the infidelity and everything you can imagine. I, I did it all. Uh, everything, Tommy and, and uh, Tommy Lee and Pamela did. I we did. Uh, we, we we fought. We video to anyway. Uh, so, no, it was just it was a crazy time. You know what I mean? And it was they were right because I was a liability at this point. I was gonna hurt their company uh, from an optic standpoint for sure soon. You know what I mean? And so I, I looking back in retrospect and being honest with myself. I would have fired me long before I was fired. On January 26, 2001, uh, the official release says today, Jim Ross officially announced that the former New Age Outlaw is no longer affiliated with the company. From WWF.com, the World Wrestling Federation, and Brian James, a.k.a. Road Dog, agreed to part ways today. Brian had been on an indefinite suspension since December 19th. The Road Dog is a tremendous talent, and we sincerely wish him the best of luck in the future. Dog, what happens in this month? Um, you're basically recording on twelve eighteen. You're suspended twelve nineteen. Now it's just over a month later, and your release. Yeah. Um, was there a lot of talking, or what, what was happening? None, zero. And wow. uh, and and honestly, a month later, I got that thing, and it's, you know, it didn't change me right then. Uh, I was definitely angry. I, I got to cough for a second. Hold on, I'm sorry. I usually sell these on OnlyFans in a jar. I cough into it. <laughs> I cough into a into a glass jar, and then I sell those. And I I sign Good Father on all. Well, of them. it's been a hard um, time since you got released here. You're selling <laughs> coughs in a jar twenty years so, later. Uh, so so yeah. Look at I don't even know what point we were talking about there, but this was what all, happened in the month. You didn't talk. No, we didn't talk. I did drugs. I did drugs and spent money. And then and, you get a letter and, in the mail. And then I get a letter in the mail saying don't 
come back because you're fired. And honestly, in my mind, and this is how screwed up you get, you know what I mean? Living in, believe in your own hype and living in your own bubble. I honestly was like, well, how are they going to do the, how are they going to do SmackDown or Raw without me? You know what I mean? Uh, like that yeah. sounds coming out of my mouth right now. I want to punch myself in the face, but it would hurt and it would hurt. So, so I just, it's like, it's just so stupid, but that's where my head was at, man. It was in a drug fueled, uh, uh, egotistical, uh, just a haze of chaos. And uh, it's so, so disturbing to think about like day-to-day -day existence at that time. Like, I, I just thank God I don't have to live like that anymore. Uh, and I don't. You know what I mean? I didn't know that at the time. For those of you who are struggling, I had no idea that there was another life uh, out there for me to live. And truth of it uh, is, I, I and I've said this before, I heard the old comedian, uh, old white lady, and I forgot her name, from, from uh, Jasper, Alabama. Uh, and she went to the funeral and she was crying in the back and the lady, old black lady said to her, um, what's the matter, girl? And she said, I've, I'm crucified with drug addiction and alcoholism. And the old black lady said, stop that crap. But she didn't say crap. And, and, and that, that was the moment that this uh, comedian got sober. And, and gave up Hollywood and did, gave up a lot of stuff. But, but it was that somebody saying, well, cut the crap, cut the crap, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, just stop it. And it's, Oh, I can, I can do that. You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't uh, suggest you do it by yourself, but there are a lot of people out there doing it and they'll be happy to do it with you. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I got on my soapbox. No, that's what we're doing this for. Um, Let's get back into a little bit of the wrestling story at the time. The wrestling landscape professionally is changing rapidly. ECW is yeah. already closed and not running. WCW is clearly on its last legs. But Billy Gunn goes on a radio show and says, you have a deal with WCW. The answer to the question is, did you have a deal with WCW? No. <laughs> okay. No, never. Uh, well, the Observer verified it and said, Bischoff claims that isn't the case, saying that there would be no deal with Brian James at any time in the near future yep. until he's cleaned up with his problems. He said that if his problems were significant enough that WWF would get rid of him, he wouldn't want to take him until there's an indication yep. that he's beaten his problems. Did you ever chat with anybody in WCW at that point? So uh, I, we're probably going to get into this story here. Uh, but yeah, I chatted with people at WCW or what I thought was WCW uh, in uh, Fort Walton Beach. But it was actually the WWF at the time because they had bought the WCW and I didn't know about it. And I showed up to WCW thinking I would talk to some people and try to get a job. And when I showed up there, I saw Shane McMahon and Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe, all my old friends that I had just left. Um, and so, yeah, we ended up getting drunk and getting in a fight that night at the big bar and we had a, we had a great time and i was still unemployed who got in the fight me and shannon moore and oh. i don't remember who all maybe three count was probably there a fun time yeah it was a fun time i could um, see me and shane helms probably beat punching somebody well before you got to there wcw is still on its last legs that not officially transitioned jeff jarrett is over there are you talking to him regularly not 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 at all and, and truth be told like 
I'm embarrassed to talk to him. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed of what I have become. And so I didn't, I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want anybody to see where, where I was at. Uh, and look, that's part of addiction. To alcoholism too, is the isolation. Uh, so I would, I had a house and it was paid for and I lived in it and did drugs and made shows on the weekends, uh, for the indie circuit, you know what I mean? And tried to keep enough money to keep my lights on. Uh, did you think at this point that your wrestling career was over? Uh, no, because I knew there were independent places that I could go and work. And I, I right. knew I could still make a living in the industry, uh, not as good as I had been making, but I knew it was still possible to make a living in the industry. I just didn't know what it was going to look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know what that would. And when you get out there on your own, you don't have a machine behind you. You got to hustle, man. You got to hustle and pick up yeah. your, 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 you get the dates yourself. You get the flights you do, you know, you got to hustle. And, and uh, I'm you- too lazy to hustle. I was going to say, uh, not only laziness, but doesn't go well with a drug addiction. No, um, no, no, no. It's you're bad. usually not hustling uh, when news. you're battling it. Yeah. It's bad news. And then they would go, hey, are you coming? And I would go like, no, I'm not even answering my phone. <laughs> uh, you know I'm not coming. Uh, next story from The Observer says, Road Dog did a lengthy interview with Jeff Cole for Live Audio Wrestling this past week, talking about the problems that led to his losing his job with the WWF. James said that his drug addiction problems are no secret, and he's got good and bad days, and it's a constant battle. He said he got messed up before a match, did the match anyway, which was filmed for Heat, and he knew he was messed up. He tried to apologize to Vince McMahon, who told him he was busy, so he went to Bruce Pritchard and told him he was going through a pretty bitter divorce. Dog, does that sound right to you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are, those are the headlines. Why do you remember this interview? Why do, why do this interview? Did you I, just want to no get I had no idea. I had no idea. don't even remember it. No, no clue. Okay. So there wasn't a, hey, I need to get a PR move going. It was just something happened. No. Well, if that. I probably look, called you and you did it. Exactly what happened. Because, look, <laughs> I would love to have thought. Oh, it was a PR decision that you <laughs> that you uh, strategically thought about and made. Uh, no, not a chance. Um, nowadays, like, yeah, I'll be carny and doing stuff like that. But I, I didn't. I never thought about that one time. I don't even know why I did the interview. I don't even remember doing the interview. At this point in 01, dog, or is it drugs? Is it alcohol? Is it both? All of the above. All of the above. And it's all about finding oblivion, man, because I lived uh, a life of fear. My whole uh, um, dr- drug addiction and just, just that whole thing was was fear-based. And, and look, I still deal with a lot of fear uh, in my day-to-day living. I still have horrible uh i don't want to say crippling because they're not crippling because i moved through them but anxiety uh and i and i i uh in the in the in the recovery world they call it future tripping but i call it casting uh you know doubts on future casting fear onto future events and it's like oh i gotta go do this tomorrow oh my god how what's that gonna be like you know what i mean and in my head i can make that molehill a mountain real quick and so i look that's stuff i learned during learning to be sober was learning to cope, uh, learning coping skills that I didn't have. And so I don't know, man, I was just a wreck and I was afraid of life and life's responsibilities. And so I tried to be as high as I could to escape them. And the thing is, is you kick out and you wake up and they're all still there. Only now they're compiled. Uh, so, so, um, Never but, heard but, that. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying like, I, I, 
I didn't reach out to Jeff and them because I was embarrassed and I was isolating and I had a couple of people that were close to me right then, uh, none of which I talked to today. Uh, and, and, and they were people with steppers and fetchers and they, they did kind of what I said and when I said, and, and, and that's what I wanted at the time. Um, and I feel bad now having put some people through some stuff like that, but I, I apologized uh, to them and, and I'll do it again if I ever see them again. Uh, future tripping. Never heard that before. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, future tripping. And it's just thinking about, you know, putting putting fear on future events that, that ain't even happened yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's, oh, I know some it's, people very close tomorrow. to tomorrow. <laughs> it's yeah. not even today. You know what I mean? And so it's p- part of that you can work through uh, on your mind. You know, and, uh, the other day, uh, my son-in-law on Facebook said something to the effect of, uh, if a guy's got feelings, you know, screw, screw his feelings, get through it. And, and I said, like, there's some truth to that. You know what I mean? Like you, you do, it is on us. It's our responsibility. It's our duty to figure it out and to, and to make wise decisions and be respectful and do all, all the, all the things that normal humans do. Um, but you can also talk to another dude. If you're trying to talk to your wife about your feelings, like I, she's got different feelings. And truth be told, if y'all can talk about that, that's awesome. But mine's from Venus and I'm from Mars. And so we, we, <laughs> I need to talk about, because my wife doesn't understand drug addiction or alcoholism. So I need to talk to another dude who does. And I get support and, and non-judgmental support because they've been there. And so it's empathy and sympathy. You know what I mean? And so it's so important to be able to talk to a dude, but it, it is your responsibility to figure it out and, I wish I hadn't have been 54 to friggin' realize that, but it's the way it works. I, I get in trouble for the other way. They're like, hey, man, that important thing's happening tomorrow. And I'm like, but what are we doing today? Well, Don't want to go on a jet ski today or something? The truth of it is, that's that's good, dude. It's the same problem. No, but it's the same problem. It can be yeah, a fault, though. It's but, the same problem. For sure. Though. But, like, I want to... I don't want today to get away from me worrying about tomorrow that ain't even here yet. You know what I mean? Yes. I have to make some plans. Yes. I have to do some things, but I really can't, I can't, uh, I'm reading Dom's thing. Living in the present is so tough and it's truth. It's, it's the truth, man. It's, and it's, you just got to stop. You got to be conscious of the fact that you don't stop and smell the roses enough then you have to implement stopping and smelling the road. It's a process, man. And as you get older, it gets easier because you get fatter and lazier. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, to evolve, also mean like you, I should be addressing something or getting ready oh, for yeah. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going, well, that's tomorrow. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do something here don't today. Bother me. Like, don't bother you me. You could with that get crap. ready for tomorrow. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. another way of same deal as dealing with, What's upcoming, and it's both in a bad way, and how that, yeah. how you got to get to there. I mean, that's part of we're all different humans, and, and <laughs> yeah. how we get there. And man. we're figuring that's, it out, man. Yeah. Like all that's of the us. Thing. Whether it's wrestling or life, like it's there's Oof. no nobody's got the perfect way of doing it. You just do it to the best of your ability and figure yeah. it out along the way, man. It's fun. All right, let's get back into this wrestling stuff. Um, the next day, Ross and Pritchard told Dog that he was going to be suspended and should go home and get his life in order. A few weeks later, he was officially released. Yep. He hasn't spoken to anyone since. He said it wasn't a bitter thing, but he hasn't talked with anyone. He said he can't feel sour towards them because they made him a star. Yep. He said he didn't think the release was justified, although credited WWF for paying for his rehab twice in the past and giving him another chance. 
What was it about your release that angered you at the time? Was that just you uh, yeah, not just seeing the, it right? It was, yeah, it was me not looking at it through a, a proper perspective. It was me being mad because my gravy train ended. They took my gravy train away because I was uh, I was behaving in ways that were unbecoming of a WWF superstar. And that's now I can see that and say that. At the time, I was still looking through uh, drug-addled eyes and 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 not making sound uh, decisions. Uh, but basing decisions off of my feelings, uh, which we all know are, is not the right thing to do. Um, I, I didn't, I, I was mad. They took away my paycheck. How, how am I going to buy drugs now? You know what I mean? Like it was, I was, I was angry and, and I talked sweet, I guess in this interview, but truth be told, I was mad at everybody. I was mad at the world. Did you hold it against JR or anyone else for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, I did. And that, and if I told you I didn't, I'd be lying, but, 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 JR's the first dude I called when I got sober. He was the first amends I made. And he'll tell you that today. I've talked to him 10 times since then and, and have a great relationship. And you heard how he talked about me. Even in firing me, it was like, we think he's got a ton of talent. He's got, you know what I mean? They, he put me over. And, he, and, he, and they did make me a star. You know what I mean? Like it was, they did everything right. I did everything wrong. I, I was mad about it at the time because I was still doing everything wrong. And, and now I'm, I, I've got my life, you know, fast forward to 2011, I think it was. And I made, I stood outside of my uh, meeting place and I, and I called Jim Ross, you know what I mean? And I said, I, I did a lot of bad, I just made amends to him. It was the first phone call I made. And how quick was he to say, oh, yep, let's go. And, and he didn't hire me back because he wasn't in a position to do such right I mean, then. Personally. Was, yeah, yeah, personally it was. Hey, thank you. Uh, no, no hard feelings. Uh, you know what I mean? Like apparently a couple of people have cussed him out before. Um, so, so <laughs> he, he was very, uh, forgiving and, and very humble and it, and it humbled me, uh, to get to say that. And, and look, t truth be told, it was the first guy I had to talk to and say, I'm sorry for the way I have been, you know what I mean? For I'm sorry for myself. And, and I had to say that to another man and it, and it, and it led me down a path where it has gotten easier to call myself on my bull crap and to tell people, Hey, I'm sorry. I, I, that that's on me. That's not you. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it helps a lot. I guess you, you know, want to talk more about wrestling though. No, I was, I was actually going to say <laughs> it's the crazy part about forgiveness and that's a hard thing to forgive somebody. Yeah. Um, and ask for forgiveness on the other hand as well. And isn't it crazy how a lot of people you think you have grudges with that for years Yeah. and you go, I, JR was looking out for you. He wanted yeah. you to get better. Yeah. yeah. And in your mind, y'all have got heat and I'm you like, can't talk yours, to him. Yeah. Yours, and then you call him. He's like, buddy, I'm glad you're getting better. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's exactly I mean, but that's, that's all of us. You go, yeah. you think somebody's out there mad at you. You're the it's, one that's it's right, eating up. It's right back to future tripping. It's just lack of communication yes. and not having that talk. And, and look, it's easy to avoid the conversation because yeah. the conversation might be a confrontation. And so it's easy to avoid that. Hell, I'd, I'd rather avoid it. Yes. But Nobody then, likes conversation. But then, but then it festers and then yeah. it boils over and then it turns into something that it totally wasn't and a relationship is ruined. And so I'm just thankful for the people that uh, have been in my, in my life post-recovery have been very forgiving. And so Jim Ross was one of them.
All right, let's finish up this interview as we get closer to the end here. Okay. It says, Dog did seem mad that they told him to get his life in order temporarily. Then he got the papers and the phone call from Ross saying they no longer have any use for the Road Dog character. He noted he's still going through a bitter divorce and hasn't seen his kid in two months. His kids in two months. He said he doesn't blame Vince and he holds himself responsible because he knows he's not supposed to endanger other people's health by him performing impaired, as we talked about. Um, I know See, the, there are it, moments of clarity in, yeah, in there. I was about you know to say, what I there's, mean? There, there's, there's a moments. lot of the real human in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there was. And so, so looking back in retrospect, maybe it was a, a PR move that I didn't know I was making. Um, but, but it, it's very human and it's very real and it's very the truth. I just wasn't done living that way yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I was speaking the truth from, like I said, a moment of clarity. But I wasn't done seeing how many pills I could take in one night or what I could crush up and snort or shoot into my vein, like whatever. I didn't, I wasn't done doing that yet at this point. You said in the interview, the only people you've spoken with since he was fired are Sean Waltman a few times and Dennis Knight. Mm -hmm. He's doing indies. He spoke with Johnny Ace and talked about the possibility of working for WCW at some point when he cleaned himself up. Uh, dog, talk us through. Were you talking to Waltman and Dennis Knight a few times? Yeah, yeah. Look, Midian, uh, Naked Midian was Dennis Knight or Phineas Godwin um, or, or Tex Slazinger. Sounds funny uh, going, are you talking to the Naked Midian for advice? Yeah, but when yeah, you say Dennis but, Knight, it sounds like a friend. But he's my, he was my yeah. friend. You know what I mean? He still is my friend, a great friend. And so, and Kid is too. Sean Waltman is too. What so are they telling it, you? It, well, kids probably giving me sound advice that I'm ignoring, and Tex is probably saying, "Come to Tampa and let's do drugs together." <laughs> and uh, and truth be told, I probably went to Tampa. Um, but but kid always, even when kid was cr- crazy and and living his life crazy, he always had a sound uh, sound advice about the about the business. And so, right, wrong, or indifferent, whether he he made his millions and kept them and and owns half of Minnesota. Or whether he's he's uh, collecting you know b- bottles, um, he always had a sound advice about the industry, and he and he always he came from he came from uh, being an outsider, but all of a sudden riding with Kurt Hennig and do you know all these and Scott Hall in, in Minnesota, and so he learned a ton from the industry that I didn't learn from my brothers because my brothers were still busy beating me up instead of teaching me the ways of the the industry works. You know what I mean? Uh, speaking of how the industry works, walk me through getting back into the Indies. How does that go? Are they calling you? Did you start calling some old contacts? What do you remember? Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a couple of friends uh, that have been booking Indies for a long time. And, and so I, I called them and jumped on some of them. And, you know, after I did a couple and didn't fall down or throw up in the ring or anything, like they were like, okay, I guess we can use him. So it, it, it got around and I started doing doing the indies but yeah it's a it's an animal within itself you know what i mean that the one guy uses you the next guy calls you so it's it's always there it's just keeping your price uh decent uh because the longer <laughs> you're off tv the less anybody gives a crap and especially if you show up to their indie show with 100 people and you're drunk off your rocker you know what i mean like it's we're it's gonna get good. to that Steve. yeah so oh, uh, good good <laughs> uh, before we get to that we haven't brought them up how important were your fathers and brothers during all this? What's going on there in the family life? You know, uh, tr- truth be told, my whole family uh, at one time was was doing drugs and, do, you know what I mean? So it was my dad, try, again, my dad, you know, people tried to give me advice, but I was 
on inactive addiction and right. end the isolation phase where it's just hide and be high and and just just keep maintain the place where you're going to do that at and try to keep the electricity on and uh and and so it was I wasn't listening to anybody, you know what I mean? And and they would try to help me and try to get me a job here or get me a, a spot here or, or indie show there. And, I, you know, sometimes I'd go, sometimes I wouldn't. It was just, I wasn't listening to anybody. Let's bring up one story from Canton, Ohio. Civic Center is thinking of dropping pro wrestling from the building because of problems at a 318 show when Road Dog no-showed. Dog claimed he had an injury and ended up being replaced by Brian Nobbs. Uh, however, the crowd of 650, many of which were papered, were very upset because it was never announced that he wouldn't be there. And then when uh, the show ended, promoter Z Joe Zapia of Youngstown didn't give any refunds, resulting in the unhappy customers complaining to the building. It was the first show in the building in uh, more than one year, and the headliner no-showed that one. But Zapia offered a free ticket to the next show, which took place 14 months later, as it turned out, by the way. But to quell problems at the time, dog, any memories of this whatsoever? None. None, but I can totally see this, like, happening. Okay. Road you know Dog I mean? lived in Pensacola at the time of the final Nitro on March 26, 2001. You've already brought this up. You drove <laughs> to the show in Panama to basically try to get a job. You yeah. expected to get a job in WCW, according to the uh, Observer, with numerous friends there after getting released. However... His timing of showing up in the final episode of Nitro was the worst case scenario. Dog realized WWE was purchasing wow. WCW <laughs> and a job would not be available. Uh, Jeff has said that he was with you much of that weekend and he had no idea what was going on. Yeah, I, look, I don't think he did. I think it was all it's all uh, upper management making the deals, you know what I mean? And so talent's just showing up to do the TV, and next thing you know, Vince owns the joint. And, uh, and uh, Jeff was probably with me afterwards in the fight in the bar, too. Um, I just didn't want to throw his name in there until he, he did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you backstage for the show? If so, what did you think of the Vince McMahon promo on Jeff calling him fired? So... Uh, yeah, I was hammered by that time. Okay. As soon as I showed up early and found that out, I did not stay for the show. I went to a bar, and I stayed in touch with some friends of mine that were at the show. Um, yeah, I didn't hang out. I was extremely embarrassed and extremely intoxicated. Well, a couple quick things, and we'll wrap this up and get to fan questions. Looking back, dog, you've talked about it. This is part of the journey. Yeah. You needed all this to happen to get to where you are right now, right? Look, I wish I didn't have to go through it. You know what I right. mean? I wish I was smarter than that. But I don't learn things the easy way. I learn things the hard way. And uh, and I had to learn these things the hard way. And and I was way too old when I finally learned them. And I'm still, uh, I don't know why I just spit all over the camera. I'm still just learning to be human. Like I, I said uh, one time before, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how to have a relationship. I don't know how to maintain these relationships. I'm, I'm literally 12 years old emotionally and spiritually and, and mentally. And you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm learning all this stuff for the first time at, at 54. And I probably should have been doing it at 14. Um, but that's when I started doing drugs. And so emotionally and spiritually and mentally, I froze in time inside myself and and then when i got 42 i came unthawed like encino man and and i learned and i'm learning how to live you know what i mean and that's that's the truth 
I can't say anymore. I, I've, I've been a Marine. I've been a WWE superstar. I'm a WWE Hall of Famer. And I'm just a freaking dude trying to figure this out like everybody else, trying to figure out how to, how to you know, have a great relationship with my wife and my children and my employers and my employees. And I don't know, man. It's just me and you and a dog named Boo, and we're just uh, trying to do the dang thing. Well, one more, um, because because we started with the Ron Killings involved here. Yep. Uh, did you guys ever talk? Did you ever talk to him about it? Did you ever call him afterwards? Or did, is your friendship not like that? You just continued? You saw yeah, him? Yeah. We, and you I, picked I, back up? Look, I, I didn't. I mean, I'm sure we talked and was like, I'm sorry. I'm sure I probably said, I'm sorry, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, j just, but, but. I don't know, man. I wasn't thinking about his friendship or I wasn't thinking about me and him's relationship and how will it withstand. I was just thinking about getting the next high doing the on the flip side. He never brought it up, right? No, 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 no. We, and look, now we talk and we joke about stuff that, because we've been through some stuff together, me and Ron killings too. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and so we talk about that stuff now like older gentlemen who have come through, you know what I mean, and come through solid on the other side, thank God, and heaven above. Well, you, by the way, I, you, you mentioned the song before on a YouTube exclusive, and uh, you mentioned it here, Cody Johnson, yeah. uh, with the song Human. I thought I'd know by now I'd have it figured out how not to make the easy thing so hard to do. I bet I'd be further down this road if I could read the signs. Point me to the truth, man. It's hard being a human. I think that's what we discovered. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's that's not, what we it's, all it's know. Not, it's not easy. And there's no yeah. handbook with a, being a parent, being a husband, being a man, being a brother, being a son, being, you know what I mean? A father, like holy mackerel. There's so much to this. And all I had was a effed up brain inside my head telling me everything but the truth and listening to everybody, uh, but God, you know what I mean? And so, so I don't know. I just, it took me longer than most to figure it out. And I'm thankful for those that have hung in there with me. First being my wife. Uh, thank God in heaven above for her. Cause I am nothing without her. Before we get to our fan questions, dog, we want to take a second to mention our good friends over at fight plus fight. Oh plus yeah. Is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment. And they're now offering a free seven day trial at tryfight.com. 1,000 hours a year. Yeah, we you talk, nailed it. Yeah, I nailed it this time because I said 1,000 hours a week. And Which is a lot. There's not 1,000 hours in a week. So this is a seven day trial. Again, Fight Plus, tryfight.com, T R Y F I T E.com. Uh, man, the seven-day trial and all the all the fighting you can imagine. Premium live events everywhere, like you mentioned, a thousand over a thousand live action yeah. every year, and a library of over four thousand hours on demand plus exclusive content. Fights are great partners of ours; they support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a yeah, try. Yeah, give it a try. It's free. And you're probably going to be a member for life after that, but you will be. It is free. That's tryfight.com. T-R-Y-F-I-T-E dot com. And we thank Fight Plus for supporting. Oh, you didn't know? Therefore, we support Fight Plus. And if you're not down with that, Fight Plus yourself. <laughs> Dog, let's get into some fan questions. Brad Stanton you. starting us off. Brad says... Brad Dog, Stanton? I think Brad I know Stanton. him. Go ahead he with said, the it's amazing how things can change so quickly. What was the first thing you did when you were released 
first thing he says, exclamation point. I called Conrad. <laughs> it's, it's time to refinance. It's, it's pretty true. <laughs> it's pretty Conrad. true. There was a couple of phone calls made, but he was one of the earlier ones. It was like, how can I get insurance? How can I buy refinance my house? How oh, can I do you, can I do a podcast, please? Uh, do you <laughs> Let's do something. Uh, Adam Arbin wants to know: After your release, we saw the Hardys, Edge, and Christian, and the Dudley Boys really take a stranglehold on the tag division. Yeah. Which of those three teams do you feel would have been the best match in terms of putting on a great long feud with the Outlaws? Yeah, pr- probably the Dudleys, and and just because our our styles. Uh, matched each other a little better than, and, and I'll tell you the truth of it is we weren't as good as Edge and Christian, and Billy would argue with that, uh, and probably slap me or punch push me <laughs> or something, and then I would call him a dope pusher, and then we would laugh, and he would, uh, and I would touch it. He, anyway, um, <laughs> touch it. No, no, you didn't hear what I said. I stopped, so you didn't hear it. Um, what were we talking about again, Billy? Yeah, butt? how great you oh. and the Dudleys would have been. Yeah, we would have been great. Edge and Christian were better than us. I, we wouldn't have had the uh, chemistry with those guys because they were they were good. And they and the, the reason that um, they got a stranglehold on wrestling is because they upped the game, man. The Hardy Boys and and uh, the TLC matches, all that stuff. That the bar was raised, and the New Age Outlaws on their best day couldn't have handled it. You know what I mean? And that's just the truth of it. We uh, good good thing we were done by then. <laughs> Uh, Brian Harimson wants to know, he's on ad-free shows. He said you had such an amazing run with DX before this point. Did you feel you had built up such good equity that you were untouchable and couldn't be fired? So I did, I, and I touched on that briefly in the, right. in the, in the meat portion of our show. Uh, but, but, yeah, I just might look, you're delusional. You know what I mean? Like, you're not only uh, drug-addled, you're, you're delusional. Your thoughts are wrong. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. And I still, to this day, and, and it's funny because me and a, a real good friend of mine uh, stole this, and we used to say this all the time, first thought wrong. And you've probably heard me say that before because I have to say that to myself a lot in my process of processing things. I have to say, like, my first feeling nine times out of ten is wrong. And, and that's the truth, and that's sad, wow. but it's just the truth. I have to go like, okay, I'm mad. Just like today, reading the note, like, I'm, that, it hurt my feelings. And I thought like, oh, well, why did it hurt my feelings? Oh, because it's true, and it's bringing up things that you don't like to talk about because they, they're things that you like to keep in the dark, Brian, because you're an evil, sinful, no. I, but, but like it is, it's dark, it, and, it's, and it's bringing that stuff up, and it hurts me. But I, talking through it and talking about it helps me a great deal and if dom were here right now i would give him an eskimo kiss oh nicely done he's got a huge nice. nose it's um pastor <laughs> it makes hunters look like cindy lou who <laughs> that none of that is true but just the jokes were funny you know what i mean like i think that's i think that works are you wearing a bama shirt Who's that on the shirt? Baron Von Rasky? Oh, uh, Adam Priest. Oh. Alabama, Alabama wrestler. Dang right um, he is. Hey, Damien's uh, brother. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Um, oh, you didn't know. On Ad Free Shows, Pastor Tim hit us up. Oh, yeah. Pastor Tim said, Road Dog, uh, he said, I asked Jeff Jarrett the same question and would value your opinion. 
He said, what I admire most about you and Jeff is your openness about your struggles with addiction. I believe anyone can find themselves in the same situation given the right circumstances. With that in said, what would you say to a family member that has a loved one dealing with addiction? Man, and that, that see, that's the hardest part is helping someone who is, and it, because it's thankless and it's, uh, and they're just downright mad at you for trying yeah. to help. You know what I mean? You're the for, bad guy. For caring about the person enough to try to do something about it. So it's so hard to do that. I, I would actually suggest getting help from a person who is an addict or a recovering addict or a recovering alcoholic to, to try to break that that ice because they have things that they can bring up that will touch a nerve uh, with, with said individual and kind of go like, okay, maybe this person knows what they're talking about. And, and look, if you're a person who has been through it, then you can talk to that person too. I, I work with my son-in-law who, who uh, you know, has asked me before, hey, I think I drink too much. And, and he's on a day eight or 10 right now of a hundred days he's going to try to do without. And it's not how I told him to do it. I suggested different things, but this is how he wants to try it. I support him. He, he asked for help as a man, you know what I mean? And that's so huge, uh, for a man to ask another man, especially his father-in-law. Um, I just think it's huge and I love the opportunity that I get to work with him. But yeah, I talk to the person, man, it's so rough. I would try to, like I said, I would try to get somebody who, uh, is a recovering addict to, to maybe to touch base and spend a day with him or, or to, to maybe a meeting or something. You know what I mean? There's, there's ways to do it where, uh, cause a family member spoke, sometimes we treat family members the worst. And especially when we're using drugs and drinking alcohol. Um, and so it could literally cause, you know, uh, tears in the family. I, I would, I would dare to say use an outside, uh, mediator, but by mediator, I just mean recovering addict. Well, dog, I, for one, want to be the first to thank you for going through this with you, with oh, us. Man. I know so it's a, uh, like you said, it's a, it's a weird spot to have to talk about. Over it and over. it like, is, but, but like I said before, and, and this is my Bobby Boucher. I started using that, uh, that tackling fuel, uh, very early on in my recovery. I started using that because I love the water boy, the movie. And I love the analogy of that's thinking about this time in my life is what fuels me to never do drugs and drink again. You know what I mean? Like that's that reality and that existence that I lived uh, and what a pitiful existence it was is motivation today. And, and that's, that's how I choose to look at it. Like I said earlier, I can cry or I can beat my head in the brick wall, or I can take a step forward and use what I did wrong, uh, as you know, moving forward power and moving forward knowledge. So I don't know. I love talking about it because it reminds me of where I've been and it makes me thankful for where I'm at. Well, let's get there. We're going to end on the thankful minute. We still got awesome. top dog. Let me do a little bit of housekeeping. All right. Ad-free shows has a free trial going on right now. Uh, what? You can get a taste of what ad-free shows is all about. Start your free trial today at adfreeshows.com. Nine, $9 a week, and you Boom. get early uh, ad-free access. You get thousands of hours of bonus content, new live recordings. You can read. You uh, get this show early yeah. and ad-free. How about that? Yeah, and look, the ad-free part is kind of sad because we're really good at the ads. We do have uh, fun, yeah. So anybody that wants to advertise with us, you can do that too. <laughs> Speaking of, go to advertisewithdog.com. Oh, look at there. We can talk about your product, talk about your event, talk about your website. Hell, we'll Heck, talk about you. Well, I was about to say, we'll promote your podcast if you got yeah. one. Whatever it is, get in touch with us. We'd love to be a mouthpiece for you. Go to AdvertiseWithDog.com.
youtube.com subscribe on on youtube if you're watching there please interact with us like subscribe leave a comment leave a five-star rating you might be in our new five-star segment to start off Ooh, next week's show follow good. us on social media at brian rd james at the casio kid at you didn't know odd and of course our merchandise is at boxofgimmicks.com. Oh. We got the Fergal McDivitt shirt, the yep. Terry Funk shirt. We've got mountain critters all over the place. What oh. do we got today? What are we going to? A mountain oh, critters t-shirt. It's Gator and it's Tater. <laughs> Watch out, son. It's the mountain critters. Oh, you didn't know. Uh, the new t-shirt is available only at boxofgimmicks.com. Like Boy, Jerry Blackwell. Those are good-looking drawings of us. Yeah, we look good. I wish I looked as good as my cartoon did. That's Me bad. Me too. Oh, look at that. Oh, beach towel. Hey, but that's what I look like right then. Look at there. <laughs> Just that's sultry, you. sultry with a there, bucket of biscuits. Well, I was gonna say that's me on the right. Uh, just looks like four biscuits laying out. <laughs> well, uh, that's it. You're quite the snack. Yeah, I look like a crescent roll on the beach. Uh, <laughs> it's overdone, my friend. All right, Bless let's do heart. our let's do our segments we do every time. Uh, first of all, we're gonna do top dog. That's where we okay. find out if you are a Let me better stretch my hammies real quick. All right. Okay. Cool. I did it. Yep. We're good. All right. I don't I know these. Basically, raised my leg. I don't know you. <laughs> I didn't know what you did. I thought you were passing wind. <laughs> well, um, here we go. Top dog in order. I I've just now got this list. You haven't oh seen Lord. this list. Here we no. go. Are you a better sports entertainer than Roddy Piper? No. God, these aren't <laughs> fair. He's the hot rod, bro. Hey, hot rod for a shoot. Loved my old man. They did a bunch of blow together back in the eighties and they <laughs> hung out and loved each other. And, and I'm telling you to the day he passed every time he would see me, he would go, come here, bro. tell your, tell your father, Bobby, tell your Bobby. I love him. Like it was, he, he had the most, he, the best stories about my dad. And I, I just, Roddy always, always brought a smile to my face because he respected my old man so much. So I, it made me respect him tenfold. Well, look, I thought we were out of the dark stuff, but this one might pick at a scab you have, and I hate that. But <laughs> I bet you do. Are you a better sports entertainer than Chuck? Oh, man. Look at that. Is this what we're Billy's doing? Billy's touching skin to skin with oh, him. Oh, his back's touching him. Yeah. Yeah, they're touching skin to skin. Look at him. Billy looks happy. Look at that hair. Huh? Yes, I'm a better sports entertainer than Chuck. Mm-hmm. What kind of question is that? Wow. I censored my right to Tried censor. to end on a good note. Right uh, to censor myself. Got you fired up again. Get uh, it off my screen, Dom. All right, let's move on. Dom! Oh, God. Dom, when I see you, I'm going to... I'm so going to hit you with a Larry and Lenny cookie. Well, look at stop that. it. He looks good, though. He's a big guy. God, his arms look so good. Uh, third, let's end on a high note. Let's get you out on a winning streak here. Are you a better sports entertainer <laughs> than Dr. Shelby? <laughs> yes, a better sports entertainer. Yes. Yeah, that's all but it is. he was genius. He did things with men that uh -oh. we don't want to talk about on this show. I meant with a thera therapeutic ways. Right. But this I don't will be wanna... going back to your other point. Call it's, some help in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use, you use somebody people. else. Right. You don't want Dr. Shelby interfering with anything mm -mm. you got going on. No. But two no. and one today. 
Uh, two and one, and you hit me with Roddy Piper. That's I feel like that's not even fair. Well, we got to keep you on your toes every night. Yeah, bring your yeah. ego and, down, and I gotta be. Yeah, I gotta yeah. be deflated a little bit. Right, right, right. We can't have you undefeated every I week. Get that. All right. Speaking of, let's have you tell us something you're thankful for. We like to spread positivity before we go out here on. Oh, you didn't know. We have the thankful minute where we put mm-hmm. sixty seconds on the clock, and our mm-hmm. friend Road Dog gives us anything in his life he is thankful oh, for I'm right now. Oh, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. 60 seconds on the clock. You better bu- buckle up. Let's step go. In the play, step in the box, batter. Are we? Oh, it's already going. So I am thankful for a lot of things in my life. One of the things I talk about uh, when I pray and when I think inner thoughts is I'm thankful for things I don't have uh, that I that I kind of oh. wished for. And a lot, a lot of this stuff is during those days. I had crazy wishes and thoughts. And and uh, and so I wanted a lot of stuff and a lot of that stuff was not good for me. So I think about the things I have today. And of course, I'm thankful for those, but I think about the things I don't have. And that I'm thankful for that as well. I'm thankful for the fact that I woke up again after taking handfuls and handfuls of pills. We talked about an AG1 commercial, a handful of uh, good for you pills. Well, I would take a handful of bad for you pills and, and not really really care if I woke up the next morning. I'm thankful that I don't have to live like that anymore. I'm thankful for the things I do not have. I don't know. How about two that? seconds. So that was pretty close. I mean, yeah, we've heard the Garth Brooks song. Thank God for unanswered, for unanswered prayers, prayers man. And it's the, and it's the truth. Like you, you think about who you're with right now and where your life's at. And then oh. think about, Oh, what if I was up with that other girl? You know what I mean? I said, <laughs> what, what, if if, I, yeah, what if I was with, Holy mackerel, my life would be totally different. And it, I can't imagine it being near as rewarding as as living this life and this crazy life with my wife and she's been with me through it all and now we're in a great place and I can't wait to get home to her snoring on the couch. Hey, 20, uh, the the current day me would be real mad if I oh, found yeah. out that right. 25 years ago me had a genie in a bottle <laughs> with three wishes. Boy, <laughs> I'd be going, man, you blew those three wishes, brother. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know what you were doing, son. Yeah. Why do you have an endless supply of cheese sticks? That makes <laughs> that helps us none, you know? No, but it'd be delicious. <laughs> it would. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. This was a Hey, I look, love it. We didn't laugh as much. We had some good uh, high spots, but yeah. I think this was a good, meaningful. This uh, was meaningful. It good felt to hear good. where you were at that time. Yeah. And, and and look, in comparison to where I'm at now, and, and that's the that's the feel-good part of the Disney movie, is I thank God in heaven above that they could make a movie about the little giant winning. You know what I mean? The little giant came through on the other side, and he's, he, didn't, he didn't die from an overdose. He pulled through, and he's doing better, and he's trying to live a life worth living, and... and I don't know. That's all we can any of us can do, right? Ah, and if you can't deal with us having one kind of serious episode, we got two words for you. S- suck it? I mean, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Suck it. Oh, you no. son of a 